welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. Chasing the balance, striving for perfection, living up to the vision you had of your life. Do you ever wonder whether all working mums feel like this never-ending overwhelm in the same way like you do? Life for working parent is a constant mental battle of prioritizing, reprioritizing, second-guessing choices and ending up with feelings of guilt or shame even. We feel bad for letting people down, our kids, our partner, our co-workers, our boss, and in the end, also ourselves for not taking care of us at all in the process. If we squeeze in some time for self-care, exercise, take time for cooking or time with friends, we feel bad about letting down others because we prioritize ourselves. And that must be selfish, right? Yes, we could just not take the time to cook or do that hour-long exercise today that we really crave. Instead, we should really help others more, our parents, our neighbors, you know. There's nearly a shame in setting boundaries for self-care and we don't end up enjoying the time we set aside to do something for us, you know, because we feel, say it with me, guilty for doing something for us or worse for maybe doing nothing at all <laughs> you might have gathered it by now this week's the feed Slay love podcast is about a topic that resonates deeply with many of us mom guilt i like a sentence by ariana huffington she said at birth they take the baby out and they put the guilt right in <laughs> Um, there's also an author, Amy Westerwelt, who put it nicely in her book, Forget Having It All. And she said that we expect women to work like they don't have children and raise children as if they don't work. It's a working mom dilemma, right? And it causes so much guilt in all aspects of our lives. We want that career, but then we feel guilty for working too much. We want a family, but then we feel sad when our kids grow up too quickly. As working parents, we are no strangers to the juggling act of balancing or better integrating careers, families, personal well-being, you know. In our previous episode on mindful motherhood and work-life integration, we talked about the art of finding balance and nurturing happiness in our unique roles. But today, we're taking it a step further and addressing that ever-present mom guilt that seems to sneak into our lives all the time. <laughs> and I want to offer some ways that can lessen that guilt, hopefully, because, you know, we really deserve better than this constant mental second guessing. All right, let's get into solutions mode and reset our minds a little. Let's start with a quote. I read this recently and oh my God, it really resonated. So. Just because you can handle something doesn't mean you should handle it. 
capacity doesn't equal obligation. It really struck a chord with me and maybe with you too. Capacity doesn't equal obligation. I mean, who here, just like me, has an opening in their schedule and immediately fills it with something else or like with 50 other things, right? We're so used to being at full capacity that we nearly need a chock full schedule to feel like we're doing a good job overall. <laughs> but who are we proving this to and why do we need that at all? What's the real need here? I mean, I dug into that a little bit for myself, thought about it, kind of like meditated on it, you know, journaled about it. Uh, what is that need here to feel busy, that busyness, that not needle moving, not change bringing busyness? For me, it's a mix of something, you know, I've always been so used to it, like this being busy, like I've always been busy as a pupil, as a student, you know, I always worked on the side of studying, I always had a boyfriend as well, I always had big circles of friendships, traveled a lot, like there's always been that sort of busyness, like constantly being busy with a lot of things and it's become a habit more than, you know, anything. It's, it's become uh, something where I lack the capability to relax or see a gap in my schedule and think like, oh, cool, I can continue reading my book in that time, you know, and nothing else. But no, instead I'm like, oh, I should redig the garden, you know, and cook this meal and, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, I also felt like what really always created that need in me to fill my schedule is... It also gave me some sort of a purpose, right? Um, being busy kind of gives you that fake feeling of, you know, being able to fill your time with something good for others, you know? I can lend a helping hand here and there. I can do good. I can make people happy, you know? And and it's great, you know, for for people to care and it's great to, you know, help others. Obviously, I'm not saying stop that, but the purpose in our life certainly isn't ending up with burnout, right? Quite the contrary, actually. I mean, I see myself having this really happy and fulfilled life, you know, but this constant guilt about, you know, what I fill my time with, what I do, what I prioritize, you know, what I think about, you know, that guilt keeps pushing me the other way. It keeps pushing me towards a burnout and away from that happy, fulfilled life that I want. So it kind of kept me trapped in a behavior loop and thought patterns that never get me the life I want. They, it never enables me to be the parent I want to be or the, have the career I want to have, you know. The guilt is not an enabler. The guilt is something that keeps me stuck somewhere. So once I realized that, I also realized that there's only one way to beat this and it's by letting go, you know, forgiving myself for feeling guilty, saying like, you know, like a realization like the guilt is not the driver, the guilt is the stopper and realizing that I need to forgive myself for feeling guilty because I'm trying to do a lot of things here. But is the guilt telling me that I'm overdoing something or is the guilt just 
telling me that there are different aspirations I have and my life is complex. And yes, my aspirations of family, career, you know, friends and, and you know, myself, like all these aspects of life, they do overlap. So is my guilt just showing me that, you know, I'm doing a lot of things and a lot of things are important to me and I maybe cannot give an equal amount of focus to all of them at all times? that's what my guilt is telling me, then thank you, guilt. I'll be more compassionate with myself, more mindful with what I'm doing and more intentional with my time, my focus, my priorities. That's what my guilt is telling me. And that's what I let guilt show me. When I feel guilty, I actually realize I'm not present enough. I'm not mindful enough. Maybe I'm not intentional enough with how I'm spending my time or where I'm putting my priorities. But the guilt is not stopping me from living the life I want. So let's begin here by acknowledging that mum guilt is a common emotion among us. And it comes up for people who are striving to be their best. You know, best parent, best career, best, you know. If you're striving to be great at something, if you feel something is really important to you, then of course you will feel guilty because you always know you could have done more. You know, that nagging feeling that we're not doing enough, that we're not being enough. Am I reading enough parenting books? Probably not. But, you know, I'm doing enough. You know, that kind of thing. Only good parents feel guilty. And that's a sign of love. It's a sign of dedication for our families and ourselves. So let's use, let's choose to use the guilt as an indicator to be more present in the moment but not to shy away from opportunities. It's not a stopper. So, all right, as I said, I'm working mom myself. I've been down that guilt-ridden path and I wanna share with you some strategies that I've discovered to reframe my thinking and find a healthier balance between my responsibilities and my well-being. And I hope they resonate with you too. All right, so there are three big headlines um, I want to work through with you today. Number one, mindful self-care as the antidote. <laughs> so this is a good one. One of the really powerful ways to combat mom guilt is by embracing mindful self-care. And yes, I mean mindful because self-care to me isn't about indulgence. It's not about that bubble bath or having that drink at the end of the day or something. That's indulgence. That doesn't get you anywhere. Self-care is about nurturing ourselves, nurturing our minds, our bodies, our spirits in an intentional way, really taking care of ourselves, you know, and only by really taking care of ourselves, we become better equipped to care for our families and excel in our careers. So, for instance, for me, a practice of really mindful self-care was um, finding that focus, finding that what is my priority in my life and, and being intentional with my day. That is self-care for me. So I started setting aside just a few minutes each morning, prioritizing a short meditation or journaling session, whatever I felt like, to be intentional and set an intention for my day. And you can do this in the evening or in your lunch break or like whenever suits you in your day whenever I would recommend you have a quieter time 
you you are not trying to you know you're not going to try to meditate when there's a chaos breaking loose in your house it's probably not the right moment but it's more like when your body and your mind are quieter already so you can allow those thoughts to come in so it's a simple practice you know journaling meditation whatever you want to do um, and for me it really helps start the day with clarity and reminds me that i you know really deserve these moments of calm in the middle of all the chaos of the rest of the day you know um, i use an app for that i'm very much an app person so I use the Growth Day app that's created by my high-performance coach, Brandon Bouchard. And it's a really great app. It allows you to set reminders as well. Um, there's a daily fire, little talk uh, Brandon does for, for all the app subscribers. Um, there are training programs on it. You can score yourself, all those things. But you can also do this journaling like with prompts. It's prompted journaling, morning mindset, evening mindset kind of things, um, different questions, obviously different time of day, morning mindset's more about the clarity, intention, focus of the day, evening mindset's more about the gratitude, what were good moments, you know, what's the positivity that resonates with you throughout the day. So a little practice of mindful self-care in your day can help you have that focus that keeps you from being guilty all the time or from feeling guilty. You're not you know, you actually set your intentions and figure out what you want to achieve. And yes, maybe you won't achieve all of it, but you have an intention for the day and you can focus on that and, and strive towards that. Okay, the second headline is retraining our minds. Kind of like a sweeping statement, retraining our minds. Um, and there is really, you know, there's a good way to shift your perspective and practice that self-compassion more um, by retraining your mind. And there are kind of like three key pieces of advice to help you kind of get into the right mindset, kind of right mental framework. Um, and those three key pieces are challenging your perfectionism, celebrate small wins and practice affirmations. So these three um, key pieces, they really challenge you to rethink and retrain your mind. So let's talk about perfectionism for a second. Let's all acknowledge that being a perfect parent is an unattainable goal. I mean, it is unattainable. It's unhealthy even. We need to embrace imperfection as a beautiful, beautiful part of our parental and human journey. We need to recognize that our best effort is always enough. Perfection is not the same as excellence. And, you know, I did a podcast episode on this. I got so much po positive feedback. Um, if you want to listen to it, it's about the perfectionism trap and ways out of it. It was episode number 11 uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, so if perfectionism is your Achilles heel, then check out episode 11 of my podcast. Um, the second one is celebrating small wins. And, and I think this is also something in our busy lives we just ignore, we forget about, you know, and we just brush over. But instead of focusing on things we can't do, why don't we? We wire our minds, rethink towards the things that we can do 
and we did do things we accomplished. Let's celebrate them. Whether it's completing a work project or spending quality time with your children. Like I like to play a little card game at the end of the day with my daughter before she goes to bed. Uh, I know from friends, they, when they pick up their kids from school, they play chess. Um, you know, it's these beautiful little moments where we celebrate being together. We do these nice little things together. We have that mindful quality time where we are present, where we carve out that half hour or hour where we do something great together, you know. Um, you know, even if it's when you finish a work project, you know, celebrate yourself. Every step forward is a victory. And you know, my boss, like I just was on the phone with my boss yesterday and he said to me, like in my day job as a, you know, um, marketing exec, I'm, <laughs> I, he said to me, you know, you don't celebrate your small wins. He said, literally, I know you don't do that. I know that's, you know, it's difficult for you. But I think you need to pat yourself on the back for all you've gone through this year. You've achieved so much and you don't recognize yourself for it. <laughs> and you know what my reaction was? Well, I nearly felt embarrassed, you know. It's like I nearly feel ashamed for having achieved things and for people having noticed it. I mean, that's crazy, right? But it's true. We need to celebrate our wins, it, big and small. You know, the, the little things we overcome, the obstacles we manage to handle, the progress we make. Let's celebrate it from now on. Third little key piece of retraining your mind is practicing affirmations. This is a biggie. I mean, it feels like a small one, but it's, it makes a huge difference. And it's so little effort. When you replace self-criticism with positive affirmations oh my god you know when the guilt creeps in and you remind yourself that you're doing your best and that's you know admirable you're strong you're capable you're a loving parent and you can even set yourself a reminder on your phone every day with your favorite affirmation or with five of your favorite affirmations write them on your mirror like put them in your car Put them on the lock screen of your phone. You know, remind yourself, reassure yourself that you've got this. I have one um, affirmation on my phone every day at 8 p.m. It's an alert on my phone and it's the time of day when I'm at my most exhausted, my most doubtful. And where I really wonder like, you know, did I manage to do everything today? Will I get through this, you know? And I'm so exhausted, you know. But instead of letting those feelings take over, I have an affirmation pop up. And it says, I'm strong, I'm capable, I got this. And boom, that's that persona back, you know, that's that mindset back, that's a little bit of a fire back. That's that reassurance, that capability, you know. And, and I think affirmations are so powerful because they override that negative thought loop and those voices in our head that, you know, that creep in. And they override it with something repetitively positive. 
repeat them to yourself have them everywhere in your house whatever it is you need to you need to get over you know you got this i'm a great parent i'm a loving parent i'm a loving partner you know this kind of stuff makes a difference you know if you can choose between a positive and a negative voice in your head you know why not choose a positive one um and it's it's funny because actually i also did an, a podcast episode on this and it's my most listened to episode so far it's episode number four about teaching ourselves happiness and it's going quite deep on affirmations so if you're curious about affirmations definitely listen in to episode four of my podcast all right so out of the three headlines um, that we wanted to get through the three strategies to overcome mum guilt we had number one mindful self-care as an antidote to mum guilt number two retraining our minds by challenging perfectionism celebrating small wins and practicing affirmations so now let's get to the last point which is self-compassion okay i really want to touch on self-compassion here because it's a key realization you need to allow yourself to have on your journey away from guilt towards your empowered and happy life self-compassion forgive yourself forgive yourself for that time you were not paying attention when your kid told you something forgive yourself for missing a work deadline forgive yourself for another evening of working late forgive yourself let it go the more we learn to be compassionate with ourselves instead of being harder on ourselves and pushing ourselves the more we choose self-love and i'm learning that there is a voice in my head that always tells me when push comes to shove to do more to push harder you know to do that thing like that i wanted to do that i didn't get around to all day and and i'm i've always been someone to lean into that voice i've always been someone to push harder squeeze the last bit out of myself you know do it quickly do it now but i've learned to be more compassionate with myself and for me that means i need to tune into my body more you know sometimes i don't have the energy to push harder and i would actually go over my personal boundaries i would push myself over the edge i would push myself towards that burnout that purpose i don't want to live you know and and then i think no that's that voice in my head that pushes me harder that tells me to go harder on myself is actually wrong because that's the voice that will get me to burn out so i've learned to listen to my body instead of that nagging voice in my head and i do what's better for me i do you know sometimes i was due to do a workout maybe you know and instead of going for a run i just go for a faster walk or i do yoga instead of a weight workout you know or i don't rush to cook now and you know i'm late and oh my god now i need to rush and maybe i chop off my finger which has happened in the past because I'm just rushing things and I'm not watching the knife <laughs> and I didn't chop off my full finger, but like the tip of it and it wasn't great. Um, but you know, 
I listen to my body now that says, please keep all your fingers on, don't rush. <laughs> and, you know, and then I just order in food and spend that time waiting, playing cards with my daughter, you know. Or, you know, I don't work late again, you know, on that annoying presentation that I'm trying to be a perfectionist on. But instead I'm saying, what I did is good enough and I prioritize tonight to see a nice friend and prioritize the connection over work achievement, you know. And, and I'm not going to carry on working on those fonts, you know, but rather see a friend and have a nice time and recharge my batteries. So, you know, I'm not saying or indicating here that I'm lazy and I've given up on life, but it's quite the contrary, actually. I've learned to work with my body instead of against it. And that way I just use my energy best and I do what's really important to me, you know, instead of following that nagging voice in my head that I think is informed by society and external expectations and unrealistic perfectionism, I rather listen to what's important to me. To me, my body, my life. To me, it's important that I keep on my fingers instead of chopping them off, that I, you know, prioritize time with my daughter, that I prioritize connecting with others, being in the moment and listen to my body instead of pushing myself over the edge. So, I wish that same presence and mental shift to you all. And as we wrap up today's episode, I want you to know that you're not alone in this journey. That path, you know, to overcoming this mum guilt and embracing mindfulness and self-care is a really continuous one. And, you know, I'm not saying as of today, snap, snap, you know, you're your mind is shifted and you're in it. But I'm saying it's worth sticking with it, you know. It can be really rewarding and it, it's a hit and miss. There will be moments where you will overburden yourself, where you will feel guilty. You know, that's life. I'm not saying that all goes away. But by prioritizing your well-being, you're actually setting a positive example for your children and you're creating more quality of life for yourself. And remember, as always, it's okay to ask for help, to take time for yourself, to be kind to yourself. You are enough and you are doing an amazing job. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and share the Feedstay Love podcast with other fabulous working mums like you. Join us next time for more tips, tricks and empowering discussions. Stay slaying! And always remember, this podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only and it's not a replacement for therapy.